Thank you for joining us on the CFF Podcast. Today, Pastor Pablo Martinez will be inspiring you with a message from the Word of God. We hope you enjoy and welcome home. Why don't we give Jesus a hand of praise? Awesome. Have a seat, please. Um, we had a bunch of testimonies on the first service. And I know we didn't get around to sharing all the testimonies. Uh, about 40-something people had a, an entire weekend of just being ministered to. Uh, you know, God did some amazing things this weekend. Raise your hand if you went to Encounter this weekend. Wow, awesome, awesome. Great. By the way, these are, uh, I mean, there's many more people that went, but they went to serve as guides or, or to teach. Uh, but there was 40, 42 people receiving that encounter. There was probably about 80 or 90 people total because of all the people that were serving. That's why my voice is also gone. But, um, but I, I want to give just a little bit of opportunity for anyone that would want to share what God did this, this weekend in your life. Um, if you like Philip, I see you raise your hand. And I see Kevin also wants to go. All right, good, good. So oh, we also, okay, there's a few guys here. So Philip, come on up here real quick. Kevin, come on up. All right, have a seat. I'm gonna what? I'm gonna do something. Um, in this church, we don't believe that it's about experience. And experience is an amazing thing, and we could always experience God. And you can have experience after experience, but it's really about relationship. And there must be a process in our lives. Earlier in the service, other services, the last service, sorry, I was talking about the difference between sanctification and justification. So we've been justified by Jesus Christ. You're walking away from Jesus. Um, you're walking away from God. I actually have a prop here real quick. I'm not going to preach long, I promise. Uh, <laughs> so remember when I was going to, um, um, I was in my Bible classes, you know, the Bible classes and all that. And they made it so, a theologian has the ability to make something simple complicated. And a preacher should have the ability to make something complicated simple. So I was like, I don't know which one of those two I am because I know I complicate things a lot. But this thing I understood very, very well. That this is God and this is me. And I walk away from him. And the further I walk away from him, the further I, I, I keep sinning, I keep getting away and away. There's a moment and there's a place where I encounter God. And that very moment, something happens to me. When I give my life to God, when I surrender to Him, there's a type of sanctification that happens. And that sanctification is called justification. And it is something called, listen to this, it is called positional sanctification. Meaning my position has now changed. I'm no longer walking away from God. And I have done this. My position is different. That happens in an instant. It happens in a moment. It's called justification. Justification. I'm justified by God. His sin, I mean, my sin has been paid by him. We all have encountered that. If you have encountered the love of God, then you know what that looks like. The problem is that most Christians only do that. They just get justified and pretend as justified never did this. <laughs> and it's almost like they get justified and, and they, they do this and then they do this and then they do this. And then they do this again, and they're like, oh, whoa, 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 I'm going back to God. And then I'm going forward. And, over, and it's this game that we keep on playing. And I know that that's what the world looks at, and they say, if that's what being a Christian is about, I don't want it. Because that's called hypocrisy to the world. To us, it's a struggle. Whatever you want to call it, it's still doing this. 
So what needs to happen and what needs to change is a process called sanctification, and that is the manifest sanctification. Not positional sanctification, but manifested or manifest sanctification. La manifestación, we say it in Spanish, de la santificación. This here, this process of walking back to God, that, that step by step of saying, God, I'm fighting towards you. That daily process is called daily sanctification. And that is the grind of Christianity. That is where really all the things you learn get real. And that's where you see if your faith is true or it is not true. Because everyone believes in God until you have an opportunity to be unfaithful. I read, I think it's uh, Mr. Campolo says that everyone is a Christian and then their five minute, five minutes they forget about God. So they become agnostic or atheist for five minutes while they sin. And then they snap out of it and, oh, there's God again. And that is not a good thing. It's not something you want to keep living through. You want to be able to walk through sanctification. And that process is called, the process has to have two components. We talk about this and I want you to get it. And if you have to hear it a hundred times, I'll preach it a thousand times. Because it's a process of mortification. Where you put your flesh to death all the time. All the time, daily, you die with Christ. This is what the Apostle Paul said. Daily I live, I die. Daily I go to the cross, right? I die with Christ. I want to say it in Spanish. I'm trying to translate it into English. But I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Every single day, he's been crucified with Christ. Not because he hates life or because he hates people or because he hates himself. But because he understands that there's a better life to live and that's a life in Jesus. And so the process of mortification is the process of putting myself to death so that I can live in Jesus Christ. That's the process of vivification. And I just gave you four definitions that seem really hard. But they're really simple if you think about this. I'm here. I turn around. I'm positionally sanctified. Now I have to manifest that sanctification daily. Daily I have to walk closer and closer to God. That's called intimacy. Intimacy cannot happen only in the corporate, in the corporate, corporate worship. Intimacy cannot happen from, from a podium. Last service, we had about hundreds. It was packed out. There was no more chairs. We had to put more chairs. You can't possibly disciple people from the podium. There's no way you can build intimacy by coming to church. I mean, really, I'm going to be very honest with you. Most Christians, they come to church and they expect a good, deep relationship with Jesus. I married a beautiful, incredible girl. She's back there, Pastor Eoni, and she's, she's the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. She's amazing. I love her. She's given me two beautiful children. Well, what if I told Eoni, I'll see you on Wednesday and on Sunday. The other days, don't talk to me. What would happen to my relationship with Eoni? Some of you guys are like, that's two days. That's pretty good. No, it's not pretty good. That's, that's lame. That's not a relationship. So in Christianity, we say, fine, I'll give God every day. What you're really saying is I give him five minutes a day. And I, believe me, I know players that give more time to their other girl than that. You have to understand that when you are living with God, when you're walking towards God, it's not a religion. I've been a pastor's kid my entire life, a missionary kid. And I'm telling you this. I read the Bible cover to cover, went to Christian school, and I did not have a relationship with God. I know pastors that don't do their devotionals. I'm going to repeat that again, just so you don't think I'm talking about you know, some other weird thing. I'm going to be real with you. There's people that preach and don't even do their devotionals. Why do I tell you this? So you can get mad at the church? No, because that happens in every church. In every, not in every church. In every religion, in, in every place. Politicians that don't 
follow through with what they say. Doctors that don't really know what they say they know, they're Googling while their patient is there. Hey, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, that happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. But I need you to understand something. The process of sanctification is a process that you don't do alone. The Holy Spirit is there to walk with you. One step, the next step, the next step, the next step. The Holy Spirit wants to do something with you. And He wants to partner up with you. I want to close today by simply having you understand one beautiful concept. I used to be under God and I wanted to work for God. Until I understood that it's not like that. God wants to be with me. Not just have me be under Him or have me work for Him. But He wants to walk alongside me. Most Christians get burned out. A lot of people get burned out because they have to work for God. And they do it gladly at first until it becomes difficult. And then they don't have the wind, the strength to carry through. They give up because they've been doing things for God, not with God. We don't want you in this church to do things for God. We want you to partner up with God and say, God, let's do life together. Let's do marriage together. Let's be parents together. I don't want to just do this by myself, pretending like I'm holy and I'm trying really hard. It's a relationship. You see, I don't do things for my wife. I do things with my wife, therefore, for my wife. We are one, so we work together. If you have been walking with God and you have not been working with Him but under Him, today is the day that you stop getting tired and say, God, I want to be in, like Christ said. This is so beautiful. I need you to get it. Christ said, I am one with the Father. One with the Father. Whatever He does, I do. I don't say things out of myself. Just whatever He says, I'll say. Let me ask you a real question right now. Have you been struggling so much here back and forth and back and forth because you think you have to please God. You think you have to walk towards God. But have you been walking with the Holy Spirit? Is this a partnership? Is this something that you're saying, well, what's our next step? Ah, this way. What about the next step? Oh, this way. What about this relationship? This way. What about these feelings, God? Do these belong to you? No, those are not mine. Get rid of them. Got it. Well, what about this concept? Well, get rid of it. It comes from your culture, not from my kingdom. Am I making sense? It's a daily walk of saying, God, I know I'm... Give God a shout of praise. Why not? I know today I'm feeling really... Have you guys ever woken up on the wrong side of the bed? No, only me? Okay, good. So, I'm the fleshly one, right? So, you know, where you're like, just, you just feel like fighting that day. Like, like getting just in arguments and, oh, how unholy. Precisely that's the day where you say, God, please, take a hold of this. Grab a hold of these emotions because they're not pleasing to you. When you feel down or you feel like you can't, God, is this yours? Every thought that comes to your mind. I know you're taught many things from podiums. There's so many podiums out there. And today I'd like to deliver you, set you free from a bunch of teachings and preachings from all over the world. I simply want to bring you back to one simple place, one simple, simple teaching. And that is this. Do you know the Word of God? Do you know the Bible? And do you allow the Holy Spirit to help you interpret it? Otherwise, if you don't know what the Bible says, the enemy will tell you. And so here's the importance of the process of sanctification. First thing we need, we need to know God. To know God, we need to know the Word of God. And to walk with God, we can't do it alone. We need the Spirit of God, and we need people, and this is the key, we need people that know the same God that can confront something that is not biblical in your life. So all this to tell you is this. Christianity is not an event. It's a lifestyle. Your walk with Jesus is not a weekend. It's not a one-night stand. It's a relationship. If you right now say, well, I'm not that close to God, I have great news for you. You have a life to live with Him. 
you have a daily, in Argentina they have a saying, and I love to repeat it, that it takes two pounds eating two kilos, not pounds, that's a lot more, two kilos of salt to get to know somebody. It's going to take me two kilos of salt to get to know Chris. You know what that means? It means how many meals do you have to cook with salt in order to get to know somebody else? Hundreds of meals to get through two pounds of salt. No, two kilos of salt. That's about four pounds of salt, roughly. 3.8 or something? 4.4, good, grief. Good job. So four, over four pounds of salt in order to get to know somebody. Now, that's awesome. How long does it take for you to really build a relationship with God? If it takes you a lifetime, praise God. Start getting to know God. Get intimate with God. I want to close with this. We have a devotional that we have broken the microphones for. We have uh, put together an awesome devotional. You know, for some people, it's really hard to read the word. So it's one verse a day, literally one verse, so you don't, like, get Bible overdose or something. You know, if you feel like you can handle a little more, you can go deeper. And there's a section of going deeper. Then there's questions you could ask yourself towards your family. This entire month, we're going to devote it just Focusing on our families and how to really bless our family, how to become the greater blessing to the people around us. We teach you how to do a devotional here. It's simple. But we don't just give you a Bible and we don't give you a piece of paper. There's accountability. Get connected. There's people that you can be connected. This is probably like a fourth or a fifth of the church. There's so many people that love God. So many people that really care about the kingdom of God. So... I would love to pray for you and just ask God if there's anybody here that has walked away from God or any of you that are struggling and that are, even, even as I'm preaching right now, you're struggling to even pay attention because you become desensitized to the message of the cross. Or I just really suck at preaching. I don't know, one or two. But one of the two, no, I mean it. I mean, I'm not everybody's style. I get it. You're more, maybe you like more eloquence and I get that or you like something else. But if it's not that, what if it is your desensitization to the power of God? What if because you've been overly churched because there's the de-churched and the unchurched and the overly churched where you think you know too much and then you become overly familiar with the message of God and all of a sudden the things that are said you pretty much can preach them yourself and that's a sad place to be where you think you know so much so I'd say humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up today's a wonderful day to say God change my life change my lifestyle I want to get to know you more I'd like to pray for you if you just went to encounter, that God helps you to walk through this journey. That God would give you the, the power of the Spirit of God and the people around you that will rally around you when you need help, when you fall. Not if, when you fall. That people can help you and pick you up and walk you through this process. That you would have the humility to realize, I can't do this alone. That's the first prayer. The second prayer, for the people that have not come to know Jesus Christ. You know the religion. The Bible says that demons believe in God, but they tremble when they hear His name. I don't want you to have that kind of demonic faith. The level of demon faith where even demons believe in God. No. It's not believing in God. It's believing Him. Do you believe God? Not believing in God. No, I believe God. I believe His words. I believe what He says is true. Not just that He exists. Any demon can believe that God exists. But they don't believe in Him. Am I making sense? So say, God, I actually want to believe in You. I want to believe Your words. I want to let them be part of my life. I pray that your families are blessed, that God strengthens your marriages. If you're single, that God gives you a family that can truly serve God together. Man, if there's, there's, there's dads and sons and, and moms and daughters and sons, that, that God can really bring you guys to a place where your whole entire family is not divided, but is united by the love of God. That is our heart's desire. Close your eyes and let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the beautiful testimonies you have shared with us. 
I thank you, God, for the boldness of the people that have stood up and said a little piece and being vulnerable in front of so many and said, this is what God has done with me. God, I know that you can do a great work with every person. But I ask you, Lord, that you would help someone here that is struggling with pride, that they could bend it and break it and submit to you, Lord, not to a church, not to a pastor, but to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I pray, God, that this place would be a blessing to people, that they could understand, Lord, that it's a place where they could find good, fresh bread, that they could not starve spiritually. But, Lord, I pray that they would seek you more and more and more, that if there's people here that already know about you, I pray for hunger and thirst for you, that people could not go to bed unless they sought after you, unless they've been looking for you, God. I pray for the man that's been in the gospel for years, who will be held accountable for much more. I pray that you give them the God the strength to seek you like never before. I pray for the older women that think, oh, I'm already older. But they say, God, just like Caleb said, give me my mountain. I'm beginning the best part of my life. Can I pray right now for the young people that are in this place that will be struggling so much throughout life. That they could understand if they could just manage to walk with the Spirit of God. There will be great testimonies in them. I pray, God, that you encourage every person here to follow you and to chase after you. If there's somebody here that backslid, that fell along the way, I'm going to invite you to pray a simple prayer. And that prayer is a prayer of repentance. If you're here and you've never given your life to Christ, I invite you to pray the same prayer. That you surrender your life to Jesus and say, you're my Lord and you're my Savior. And I believe that. We're going to repeat a prayer. These are not magical words. These are words in faith. Not to simply repeat today, but to try to live by. And tell them, Jesus Christ, this morning, I realize that I need you. And that I'm far from you. I ask you to help me and to change me, God. I want to walk with you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me to walk a path of righteousness and holiness. Jesus, help me, God. I ask you to be my God and my Savior. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross. It should have been me. Thank you for paying for my sins. Thank you for going to that tomb and for resurrecting three days after. I believe that you're God, the only true Lord. I give you my heart and my life, my dreams, my failures. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. I'm going to leave you with one simple story. There's this donkey that he fell on a well. And this little donkey, he was kind of old, and you know, just those donkeys that are not, you know, fit for much no more. And he was on the well, and he fell, and the owner was trying to get him out. That's how they sound. So he's trying to get the donkey out, and the donkey just wouldn't budge, and he's like, and the owner's just like, you know what, this donkey, just, he's just too stubborn, too heavy, how could I get him out? And so the neighbor came, and he said, you want to need help? He's like, you know what, no. Just help me bury him. I'm just going to kill him. It's done. It's over. He's, he's served his course. He's just buried the donkey. And so the neighbor said, are you sure? He said, yeah, of course. And so the neighbor grabbed the shovel. He grabbed the shovel. and They just started burying the donkey. Started throwing dirt all over. The donkey didn't know what was going on. All he knew is he served this, you know, for a long time. Now he's being buried alive. And so the donkey, they thought this donkey was like pretty much covered up to his neck. But the donkey had to do, and he began to do something so cool. The donkey figured something out. So every time they throw dirt on him, he'd shake it off and step over it. 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 And I could see that 
This is exactly how we ought to do in our lives. Man, when the enemy throws dirt on you, you shake it off and step over. Shake it off and step over. And sure enough, that donkey came out of that hole. And I'm telling you this, it's exactly our walk in Jesus. Whenever the enemy throws something, whenever you're feeling like, man, just say, God, help me shake it off. And it will become a testimony. It will become something I speak about, about your glory, about your goodness. God is not trying to bury you. He's not trying to hurt you. I promise you, he's trying to bless you. Amen? God bless you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.